0: Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Market Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about some cooking experiments we've been doing in the kitchen lately just kind of walk through the recipes if they've turned out well what we would do differently and what we're learning because that's what cooking is all about we don't know everything right yeah so I kind of want to start with something that you made last weekend or last week I believe it was because I mean We love sprinkles, right? You like them as much as I do? Oh,
1: yeah. I love sprinkles. I literally have sprinkles in a shopping cart right now.
0: Right? When you find a store that makes so many different vegan sprinkles, oh my goodness, it's a dream come true, but not for your wallet.
1: Shipping was only $7 flat rate, so that's not that bad. So I think I might be ordering sprinkles.
0: (laughs) Now, because you did try to make some sprinkles, was that inspired by this site or was it inspired by the flavor that you chose?
1: Um, I honestly don't know what it was inspired by. If I found this, I might have f- <laughs> found this site first. I do think I found this site first. So it's probably the site. But I've, I like see so many people make sprinkles, like just bakers make sprinkles all the time. And I'm like, I really just like want to make sprinkles. So I decided to make gingerbread sprinkles. Yay. And like it went okay they're it went fine like they are sprinkles essentially essentially, and they taste a lot like gingerbread I just think because I added a little bit of molasses to it it kind of makes them softer than regular sprinkles so like I'm storing them in the fridge right now to keep them hard but I can imagine them melting on something warm pretty quickly like you couldn't bake them into a cake like funfetti cake type thing
0: oh okay
1: So that's that's their problem. Um, But I also can't imagine how you would get the gingerbread flavor without molasses.
0: So what else is in a sprinkle? Like, how do you make sprinkles? I don't know anything. So
1: I don't necessarily know non-vegan sprinkles, but the way I was like looking up different recipes and looking up how people were making it and everyone kind of has a different way of doing it. But honestly, most people I noticed it was literally just icing sugar and water. What? Yeah, it's actually not very difficult to make sprinkles. It turns out, um, I was seeing. I think usually there's um, so it's icing sugar is the bulk of it. Some people I saw do um, some people I saw do aquafaba instead of the water. Some people just did water. Um, And then there's usually like a stabilizing agent or something like cream of tartar or something like that. But yeah, no, there's really, it's not that difficult to make sprinkles. It's just very tedious.
0: Because you have to like make these really thin lines, right? With the mixture that you make?
1: Yeah. So basically like I made, basically it's just making icing and then piping out the icing into super thin lines, allowing it to dry out completely and then breaking it up. It's basically just hard icing is what sprinkles are.
0: I guess that's true.
1: <laughs> um, So basically, like, I let mine dry out overnight. So it was at least 12 hours. Um, And they're good. Like, they taste delicious. They taste absolutely amazing. Um, But they're just not as, like, they, you don't get that kind of, like, snap that you would get from normal sprinkles. And I wouldn't trust them to, like, not melt out of the fridge.
0: Do you think that they... If you were to get the recipe more stable, let's say, do you think that they're worth the extra effort or is that shopping cart of pre-made sprinkles calling to you even more now?
1: Honestly, I do think they're worth the extra effort only because like, like I've never come across gingerbread flavored sprinkles before Mm. and they taste a lot like gingerbread and like I can see them being really delicious on a lot of like holiday type treats
0: I'm picturing them on a donut. That's the first place my head goes with sprinkles, I guess.
1: I mean, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, I think I was picturing them on cupcakes when I was making them.
0: Oh, that would be so cute. Or imagine you sprinkled them on top of like a hot chocolate or like a gingerbread flavored hot chocolate.
1: That would be delicious. Mm. But yeah, so like I honestly think they're worth it and I want to try making them again. Um, And seeing if maybe if I lower the molasses amount just a little bit, if they can actually get to the point where they're a little bit more stable. But I thought they were fun to make. They're just like super tedious because like I also like I wasn't sure how much it was going to make. Like I made um, just a little bit of like a small bowl's worth. But like when you're piping it out as thin as you are, it goes such a long way. (laughs) Like it makes so many sprinkles.
0: I can imagine. It looked even the picture you sent me looked like a, a lot. I was I was tired for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was literally just like half an hour of just me piping very small lines across <laughs> Silpat baking sheets.
0: So when you're doing a experiment like this, do you like write down everything that you do so that you can go back and figure out what you need to adjust for next time, or are you just like hoping you remember?
1: <laughs> for the so for the most part, usually I like write down an initial recipe. Like, I think about this much, this much here, and then I'll test it out. And if I change things along the way, I'll scrape it out. I'm really bad at writing down, liter- like, what I do. Like, I write down the ingredients and how much of the ingredients I use. But I'm really bad at- about writing down, like, every little thing I do. Like, oh, I needed it this way or I stirred it this or this. Because a lot of times when I'm making something, it's something that I make a lot of. I'm just making, like, a new flavor. So I don't feel like I need to write it down like cookies like I'd never write down instructions of cookies. I just know how to make cookies. It's just about the amounts and quantities, right?
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but I feel like I should start writing down the things that I do more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, given that you tend to be creating a lot of recipes these days with, you know, like you just finished up another ebook that we're getting ready to release. So that you're like making a lot of recipes. You got a lot to keep track of these days.
1: Yeah, I I was at one point I was doing it in a lot of different notebooks. I was literally just grabbing pieces of paper or a random notebook or stuff. I'm like, I need to have a place to have all of these because it was getting to the point where I'd be like going to write the blog post and be like, I can't find the paper I wrote the recipe down on. (laughs) Where is it? Like I did that with the... uh, Because I made them so long ago. This was before I started actually writing them down in one place. Um, When I made the uh, chocolate cookies. Those ones that are recently Mm. on our blog. uh, The like chocolate marshmallow pretzel cookies. Those I made a while ago. I just like saved them for a different time. I... It, I was so panicked because I could not find that recipe anywhere. <laughs> I had no idea where I put that recipe. It was on the computer. It was typed on our like, Trello oh. board. But I. But and normally I do not do that. Normally I write it on paper first and I transfer it to Trello. But oh my God, I was so panicked. So now I write it all in a notebook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you found a hopefully a solution that you'll stick with because it's, I can remember like when we would cook together and I'd come over and there's just like papers of recipes <laughs> yeah. all over the place and I don't know how you keep track of it
1: I don't I don't <laughs> keep track of it <laughs> I like literally this is the thing like I'm not really creating a lot of recipes outside of two market girls like they're all for two market girls and if I'm just cooking for myself I'm not really writing anything down I'm just cooking so I kind of use Two Market Girls blog as my cookbook. I'm just like, oh, I have it saved here. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need it saved anywhere else.
0: (laughs) I mean, that works just fine. I'm not quite there where I am making any recipes. I'm in the phase right now where I am just finding lots of recipes that I want to make. And I'm calling that an experiment because if it's a recipe, I've never made anything like before. It feels like. I
1: mean, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So I've recently got into this habit of on sundays i like to pick a recipe that i'm gonna make like probably Mm -hmm. a brunch or breakfast recipe Mm because it like kind of gives me a good reason to get out of bed and get moving in the morning (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so i've tried two like i did one this past weekend and then the weekend before and the one the weekend before was from hot for food it was the breakfast trifle recipe that she put out i think it must be a couple years old by now
1: yeah for sure
0: but I remember when it came out and thinking, oh, that looks like it would be really good to do. But there's like several components to it. It looks like a lot of work. I was like, well, I have time for that work now. And I've always been curious. So I, uh, I got the, all the ingredients for it. So the way it works is there's like these round... Um, tofu eggs and you basically just cut a block of tofu very thinly and then you cut it into circles and then that's pretty much all you do with the tofu except for frying it in a pan and putting some salt and pepper and some black salt on it. Um, But then there's this yolk sauce that's part of the recipe which the interesting thing about that is the key ingredient is these tomatoes and she uses uh, cocktail or campari tomatoes. They're kind of like a medium size. Not quite like a cherry tomato, almost looks like a jumbo cherry tomato. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and you blend those up with like um non-dairy milk and a little bit of nutritional yeast hmm. and turmeric and lots of butter. Butter's pretty key. And, it's anyways, like a hollandaise. Kind of. Yeah. And then you blend it up so it's nice and smooth and then you put it on the element and warm it up for a while and there's cornstarch in it as well so it's supposed to get pretty thick yeah Um, and then you kind of set that aside and you do your eggs and then there's also some layers of mushrooms and spinach and Mm. onion that go into it oh my gosh and then I forgot another part of it (laughs) because the trifle it has to have like a you know like a bread or a yeah so she in the recipe says you know make these biscuits but I was like that's one too many steps for
1: me. Pills- Pillsbury biscuits?
0: You know I bought the country biscuits perfect. from Pillsbury because how <laughs> easy is that?
1: Yeah and they're still delicious. So. Oh they
0: were perfect. Um, So I had those done and then I did the veggie layer and then you basically get it into just like a round dish and you'll do like a layer of the biscuits and then the veggies and then the sauce and then the egg and then more sauce and then more biscuits and then you know you just keep repeating that so I made that for everybody last weekend and I mean it was pretty good I feel like there could have been um More of an eggy flavor, so more black salt in it probably. Mm -hmm. And especially on the tofu eggs, like the tofu really kind of does look like an egg if you can't really tell that there's a missing yolk from it. Um, But the weird thing about the sauce is because the two colors in it are basically the red from the tomato and the kind of like yellow orange of the turmeric, Mm -hmm. it looks like it's supposed to be a cheese sauce. Like it's pretty orange.
1: Hmm. So it's kind of like, like I have seen like orange egg yolks before, but they're usually like a very particularly like fed chicken or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's kind of like on the verge of that type of egg
0: color. I I guess so. But I think like as somebody looking at it, you're thinking that I just made a cheese sauce to go on our breakfast eggs.
1: Which also isn't. I feel like a bad
0: idea. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, it still tastes good. I, I think I was being the most critical about it, but everyone else was like, that was a really good sauce. I really like the mm. sauce. You should make the sauce again. Well then. Yeah.
1: Alrighty. I've always thought about wanting to make like an egg yolk sauce because like I see so many people make it and like I do miss like dunking some bread or some toast in mm. an egg yolk like, that's delicious.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm on such a such an egg kick right now. I just really, really want that flavor. I'm just not quite getting it right. I probably just need so, some just egg.
1: <laughs> so question. So what inspired this conversation was I posted on Instagram today, mm-hmm. um, basically me just pulling things out of my fridge and figuring out what to make. Have you ever done that?
0: I don't think I ever do it to the extent that you do, because when I looked at the ingredients you pulled out you really did just pull out like whatever was there and whatever needed to get used up yeah but i would probably limit it to okay what am i comfortable and familiar with enough and i (laughs) kind of know where i'm going so i would only probably be able to do it with like i don't know three ingredients or something like that like when i saw yours it was mostly like oh that's a lot of things how's she gonna bring all that together
1: I mean I didn't use everything I didn't end up using the lemons but I did actually use most of it and I was pretty impressed with how much I used but um honestly even when I pulled this all out I was like I was like I had a lot of different ideas that I thought I could do and I mentioned a couple of them in the Instagram stories that like I changed my mind halfway through and certain things but I was also like halfway through I was like does does is this gonna make sense like this <laughs> This feels like it's going to be, like, an abomination. Like, what is this? Like, why am I putting parsnip? Why am I pickling parsnips and putting them on, on like, a peanut sauce? Should I be pickling something with a peanut sauce? And I was doing all these things, and I was like, you know what? Who cares? I'm just going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. And it turned out actually really good. It's still, to me, like, when I looked at it, I was like, this is such a weird mishmash of ingredients in my eyes. Just because, like, I think it's the parsnips really throwing me off of everything. (laughs) But, like, I was just like, this is such a weird mishmash of ingredients, but, like, it works really well still. And I think it's because, like, when I was putting that recipe together, I was trying to figure out, like, think of those, like, key pillars to flavor. So, finding that, like, really umami flavor. So, making sure there's, like, soy sauce and things like that in it. Making sure you have that acidity still. So, the pickled um, parsnips uh saltiness all that kind of stuff a little bit of sweet with the maple syrup and all and making sure you're balancing all those ingredients that like when you pull things together it's really not that weird anymore because Mm -hmm. you've been able to balance the flavors
0: and i think too like by the end when you had it all plated and you had the peanut sauce drizzled on top and then you had some fresh peanuts and like some sesame seeds it just it all looked like it was definitely going to taste good because it just looked so good that i believed it
1: yeah no I was actually really really happy with how it turned out because like I doubted myself a lot a lot of the way through because I think it was the parsnips and the zucchini I was like I don't know if this is gonna work but I'm gonna go for it um and I think so originally I was gonna leave the zucchini raw and use it as like a base and then put the tofu mixture on top and then the pickled parsnips all that kind of stuff and I think like I'm really glad I decided to do it this way. I was like, I don't know if raw zucchini is the right thing for this dish. I'm just going to cook it instead. <laughs> uh, but it was actually a lot of fun. I don't actually do that that often like I don't necessarily just be like, okay, I'm just going to, because like often I go in and I'm craving something already, mm-hmm. but this time I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go in and figure out what's on its way out. and needs to be used up and I'm going to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually a lot of fun.
0: I think I've done that when I've had, like you said, like specific things that need to get used up, especially if they're things that are kind of more specialty ingredients. So if like I've opened open to pesto or a certain cheese or like Mm -hmm. there's some sun-dried tomatoes or something I'm like okay I can make something really good with these things so let's throw these things together and then what are the other components that you build on so I feel like no matter what you usually go in and there's like certain things that start as the foundation and then like you said you kind of build from there but it's deciding what your foundation is and what Mm -hmm. other layers of flavor to work in
1: yeah and honestly one of my favorite moments of that and it was like I kind of like glazed over it in the Instagram stories but like when I I was making all the dishes together and then when I was going through the fridge I'm like what can I sauce do I add to like this tofu hip stuff like what's the flavor and I realized I had like leftover packets of hot sauce from uh takeout I was like oh my god this is the ultimate like use up what's in the fridge meal this is great I'm so smart <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know why that made me so happy, but I was like, I can actually use these packets of like hot sauce and random things that are just piling up in my fridge.
0: Well, yeah, because those are definitely one of those things that everybody has like that little bag of the, all the sauces that you get from takeout. It's yeah. like you're never going to use them. And then in that moment, you're like, aha, uh-huh, yeah, I have found you.
1: Yeah, no. So it was actually a lot of fun. And it's something I want to try and do more often because, like, it was also, like, it pushed, like you said, it, like, pushes you kind of out of your comfort zone if you let it. Like, I, like again, I would never have paired parsnips with a peanut sauce. Like, that just is something that I wouldn't have normally done. But now, you know, I realize it works, kind of. <laughs> you said you were experimenting with a couple things, right?
0: Yeah. So there's there's another breakfast thing that I made this past weekend, which I was kind of hesitant about, but people still keep posting about you know, using chickpea flour to make some yeah. kind of egg thing. And I I think I had tried it once before and it kind of just came out like a chickpea pancake or something. Yep. And that's pretty much what happened today. I think the one thing I wish I had done differently is I know that when you made it one time, you used some aquafaba in your mm-hmm. mixture. And I really, really wanted to do that, but I already had a, a can of chickpeas that I had opened and used the aquafaba from and <laughs> not use the chickpeas yet. So yeah. I couldn't open another one. Um <laughs> but I was just really like I wanted it for a breakfast sandwich, so I tried to make something for that. And I made actually the sauce from the trifle. I made it again to pour on top, Ooh. and I had like little breakfast sausage rounds and English muffins. Like it had all these good components, but man, the chickpea flour egg really let me down.
1: Yeah, I I can see that. Like I really do like a chickpea flour egg, but I it is very pancakey even when I make it. It's just something I enjoy. I do think going into it if you were like expecting to get something like pretty eggy, most people would be disappointed with a chickpea egg.
0: I'm just I'm such an optimist that I'm like I'll try it. and you know what? maybe this time it'll be different. It'll work this time <laughs> for sure.
1: Have you tried doing a chickpea scramble egg sandwich? I guess you made a recipe like that kind of for the blog but
0: yeah no that's true I just with that one it tends to be like crumbly right and not the same
1: I also wonder I've seen some recipes of people making chickpea egg where they also blend it's not just like chickpea flour and water or non-dairy milk or whatever it is they also blend it with a little tofu oh so I wonder if you could try something like that as well
0: I could try that I could definitely try that like a firm tofu or a silken or?
1: I think it's probably a firm tofu. It seems to be usually people's go-to for a lot of things, even if they're blending it. But maybe look up some recipes because I've never tried it. But I feel like the like sponginess of tofu might actually lend itself well to texture of eggs.
0: Okay. I'm all for looking up recipes. I'm on Pinterest a lot more than <laughs> normal these days. I,
1: I thought you were going to say I'm on Pinterest right now. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I, not not yet, but we'll see
1: yeah honestly I am on Pinterest a lot more these days as well
0: (laughs) I find that like each week I'll go through and pin things and I'm like okay so tomorrow is grocery shopping day which recipes am I gonna try this week for my experiments what (laughs) ingredients do I need and then like those meals throughout the week usually one on the weekend and then I try to get one in during the week if there's yeah. a night where I'm like, I'll oh, I'll stop working a little bit early and then I'll go make something fun for dinner. And then it's nice to get that break from sitting in my room at my desk all day. Mm-hmm. Um, So I did. I, I had a dinner experiment this week as well.
1: Well, then.
0: So I don't think have you made um scallops from oyster mushrooms yet?
1: I haven't, but I've always been intrigued by it because a lot of people have.
0: Right. So I have made them one time before and I think I made it Um, from the hot for food recipe she has one on her blog but i found that it just kind of tasted like a mushroom that sort of looked like a scallop because there wasn't really anything to a marinade or a sauce or anything you just pretty much fried them up and i was like that doesn't seem right i feel like we could do this better
1: oh definitely you could definitely like it's the same way we did um calamari right we pre-soaked we like marinated it in um I don't remember exactly what was in it, but there's definitely like nori and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff in it. Um, you could definitely do a marinade for that and it would probably work out a little better. The only thing I think and I think this is what I've heard, too, is that it looks more like it than it tastes like it. So I feel like marinating it will probably like distort the color of it and would no longer look like a scallop, but it would probably taste more like a scallop.
0: Yeah, so I was going to use one of the marinades just from our blog and then I googled it and on um, Vegan Yak Attack, she had done Mm. a review of the scallops from the Wicked Healthy cookbook. Mm -hmm. And so that whole recipe was there and it had a marinade for the mushrooms. So I actually ended up making that where you, you basically like you'll cook and simmer the broth for a while and it's got like um you know vegetable broth soy sauce all of those things miso paste in it and then you add in the chopped uh oyster mushroom stems and then they cook in that for a while they they changed color a little bit but not to the point where i thought it was a problem Um, and then the other interesting thing is that once you fry them in the pan you also add in a mixture of uh, soy sauce and vegan butter that you mix together beforehand and you cook them kind of with that over top of them and that adds this extra like savory flavor to it and then i even did the thing that i've seen a couple of people do on instagram lately where you do the like Cross cuts in it so it even looks like a real scallop would be cut so i did all that and i uh, cooked those up and actually i put them on top of a ramen bowl and Mm -hmm. it was pretty good like i think they i don't know if i overcooked them because they were a little bit chewier than i thought they would be but the Mm. broth was really good i just put the broth in for my ramen broth
1: oh that would be so good that sounds awesome i have heard very good things about wicked healthy um they do a lot of stuff with mushrooms mm-hmm. and like that's like right up our alley it's right? one of the cookbooks that i've always wanted to try but i've never actually bought so i've heard very good things about them
0: yeah were they the ones that do the uh with, is it with portobello's or something where they make the ribs yeah i think so and they like press it in a cast iron pan yeah 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 that's yeah. them we gotta they, try that
1: it, we definitely have to because it looks so good Wow, you've been experimenting a lot. That's exciting.
0: I know. I, I do so many things. I mean, a lot of them don't turn out well, but they don't turn out inedible. So I count but, them as wins.
1: Yeah. And that's also like kind of a part of the process. Like, especially like when you're just starting out, you're not going to get stuff necessarily that's like amazing every time or even most of the time. And that's kind of part of the learning process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what's also exciting about this conversation is like, I remember like a few weeks ago we were talking about creative burnout and now we're talking about all these things we're doing and it's kind (laughs) of exciting.
0: It is. I'm finding like if I don't have those those creative things, since they're not the traditional creative things that I think we would have talked about in the past, like it's not Mm -hmm. about editing or like making a video or something like that. Yeah. It's a different type of creativity. I'm finding that I'm needing those even more than I did before. And it's a fun change. But even though it can be a challenge, it could be frustrating sometimes.
1: But it's like it makes it even more exciting when you get something so amazing. You're like, oh, my God, I worked so hard for this.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like there was one recipe I made so we talked about the chef show a few weeks yeah. ago or a few episodes ago and the spaghetti and meatballs in that inspired me so much even though i don't like spaghetti and meatballs that i had to make it and the first time i made it i just the salt kind of got away from me and the meatballs were really salty and i was pretty salty about it for <laughs> a few days <laughs> i felt pretty bad <laughs> that's okay because it's like it has so much potential i know that i just messed it up in this one moment i can totally do this better mm-hmm. so then i remade it this week and it was it was so good it was so satisfying
1: that's awesome yeah one of the things i've actually been noticing lately you mentioned that like we just finished another e cookbook and all this stuff honestly like recipe testing has been my like creative outlet of choice the last couple months and it's been so nice
0: yeah, even though you, like, you mentioned, too, kind of getting in a rut a little bit with, like, not mm-hmm. coming up with ideas, and now it kind of feels like you found your rhythm again.
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel like it was, like, a very weird time before then, like, during that time, and it's just, like, the last, like, three or four weeks have just been, like, me getting back to, like, my normal self-ish again, if normal's the right word for that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Um, and honestly, yeah, I just like I feel much more creative in the kitchen right now and it's so exciting and it makes me literally just want to keep making recipes <laughs> like I'm already like try trying to think of ideas for another ebook.
0: <laughs> right. It gets to the point where like I'm looking forward to the days, even when it's something like on Saturdays when I'm making the recipe that I'm just going to eat on camera with you. But even like getting to spend that day just making the food, I'm like, I look forward to that all week lately.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it's not weird because I've always really enjoyed this process, but like I feel like now I'm just enjoying it so much more and I don't really know why, but I'm happy that I am.
0: <laughs> I'm happy too. It's like we don't get to make our videos the same way, so I'm glad that the food is at least still getting us through.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so do you know, do you remember one of your more recent like really, really successful kitchen experiments?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or really really unsuccessful kitchen experiments
0: honestly i think they're the same recipe it's the spaghetti and meatballs because Ah. everyone in my house is obsessed with that sauce now so they're like this has to be a staple you have to make this more often this is the this has to be the standard now but the first time i made that i screwed up the meatballs so bad that I didn't want anybody else eating them. And I had a hard time eating all of them and not throwing them out. (laughs) But then I made a comeback. So it's a very powerful journey.
1: Yeah. But yeah, honestly, going back to like this recipe testing stuff, it's... I remember there's like definitely portions of TMG where I'm like, I cannot think of any kind of recipe to make. And it's like a struggle to figure out one recipe a week. Right now, that is like the complete opposite. And I want to make so many things and we only have time for one recipe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you find that that means you want to put those recipes out in some form and you don't want to have to wait until they fit into the content calendar?
1: Yeah, which is honestly why ebooks have just been like top (laughs) of mind right now. Because I'm like this is an easy way or I like be like maybe I'll do an extra blog post or maybe just throw this recipe instead of like confirming it up. Let's just throw this recipe up on Instagram stories or whatever it is Um, because it's just sometimes like when you make recipes you just kind of get really excited about it and you don't really want to wait until it fits into the content calendar. You just kind of want to share it so you just do which isn't necessarily always the smartest thing because Sometimes you also want to have backup recipes for those times where mm. you're kind of in a creative route, but like you just get too excited that you can't not share it.
0: <laughs> and I think also because the that creative wave has really been a wave lately, I find that when, you know, it's good, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get as much out of this good as I can before it like kind of hits a slow patch again. Yeah,
1: truth, 100%. Yes. Yeah.
0: Do you have any upcoming ones that you want to kind of like hint at or talk about that you haven't tried yet but you're looking forward to trying
1: um so a recipe I literally thought of today was doing <laughs> um rocky road biscottis
0: oh you and your biscotti <laughs>
1: I love biscottis. They're probably my favorite (laughs) cookie. Um, But I really want, I was looking up and I couldn't find a lot of people that put marshmallows in biscottis. Mm. So I was like, I kind of want to put marshmallows in biscottis (laughs) because like my mom was making uh, Rice Krispie squares today. So she had like this giant bag of marshmallows. And I was like, I just want to eat marshmallows now. What can I put marshmallows in?
0: I'm kind of surprised because now that you mention it, I feel like marshmallows in biscotti makes a lot of sense.
1: Right? I honestly think that would be delicious because biscotti is also something you often eat with coffee or tea or hot chocolate. So dunking something with marshmallows into it would be so good.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Speaking of marshmallows and hot chocolate, I have something that is definitely going to be an experiment that I want to try. Okay. Have you seen these, um, what do you call them, like a hot chocolate ball that people have been making?
1: Oh, basically you pour over and it melts yeah is that and the like thing you're talking the, about? yeah the
0: ball is hollow and has marshmallows and hot chocolate powder yes. inside i looked up i saw a tutorial of how to make it so now i just have to buy the molds to make that yeah. and i really really want to make a, a vegan version with just like dandy's marshmallows inside and everything
1: did you read any of the recipes
0: i think so so do
1: you have to temper chocolate no In none of the recipes that you read? Okay, because I'm curious. Because usually, so tempering chocolate is the process of something about, like, I don't really know what happens in the chocolate, but it's basically so that it sets at room temperature so that it doesn't melt. Mm. Um, So I'm curious. I guess, like, if you made a bunch of them, you would need to do that. But if you're just making one to enjoy, like, immediately, you don't really need to do that.
0: Yeah, I didn't actually think of that. I just... It seemed like if I can get even one to work out, I'm, it's going to be a win. And then I can figure out making it more yeah uh, stable, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because um, I've also never tried tempering chocolate. And that's something I've been watching. Um, so Binging with Babish uh, has recently like transformed his channel into... Uh, the Babish Universe or something like that. So he's doing a lot more different series on it. It's mm-hmm. not just him. Um, and he's got a series with um, Sola from... She used to be on Bon Appetit. Oh, yeah. Um, and she he's got this series called Stump Sola. So he basically, <laughs> like, gives her a task each week. And then they have this wheel that they um, spin and whatever... The like, it's like this weird quirky task thing that she has to do in addition to it. So it's, he's trying to stump her. Like there was like, she had to make mac and cheese the way they would make it in the 18th century or something like that, which was one of the, oh. um, she had to make like food illusions, Um, for one time so like it looks like a different food than it actually is Mm -hmm. Um, it's a really fun series and she like they temper chocolate a lot in it and it makes me it made me just really want to try tempering chocolate
0: (laughs) does it look intimidating though like do you think it's gonna be hard is that why you haven't done it before
1: yeah it's honestly it's it's a very precise process which is why it's like because you have to get it to like an exact temperature and then bring it back up to heat to a different temperature and then bring it down to a precise temperature like it's very very precise type of um like two degrees can like change if it's tempered or not so like it's pretty precise and it seems like a lot of not a lot of work it just seems like something you have to really really pay attention to and you can't just like accidentally go off by a couple degrees um so it's it's intimidating
0: yeah that's not casual at all that's that's real science
1: yeah it's it's look up tempering like people who are good at it make it look so easy but I feel like it's not easy and maybe I'm wrong because I've never tried it but like it looks so scary to do
0: listen I get scared every time I have to activate yeast I get scared I'm gonna kill it I'm not (laughs) ready for this
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean, honestly, I I get worried sometimes too. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, eh, whatever. I'll just throw it out and start again.
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, eh, I'll just throw it in and I'll make it work.
1: <laughs> I mean, sometimes that happens too. I'll just like throw it in and just like tr- deal with it if it doesn't work or not.
0: Yeah, it's all about improvising in the moment, right?
1: Yeah, but yeah, no, I've been like cooking's been something that's just been so much fun lately
0: which is nice. Mm -hmm. I think I'm more, I prefer baking more than cooking.
1: Wow. I don't think you would have said that like two years ago.
0: I know. And like the other problem is that I don't know that I need a lot of baked goods in the house, but that's what I want to make right now. So I'm kind of torn, like trying to hold back, but I also want to make all of the cakes.
1: Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same way. Like, I literally have... We recently baked this weekend. I have carrot cake in my house, <laughs> and I have butter tarts in my house. I also have cookies in my house. And now, what was I... Oh, and I'm, like, getting ready to make something else. Like, I. this is the problem that I have is I want to bake all the time, but then I have, like, five cakes sitting around. Right? It's...
0: What a problem to have, though.
1: This is the thing. Like, I think that it, we have the exact same problems where, like, I'll... <laughs> I'll be like sitting on the couch. I'm like, I kind of want to bake cookies. I'm like, oh, but I have like a cake in the yeah. kitchen already. Sh- that seems silly to bake cookies on top of that. But I'm like, but I just re- like, I don't really necessarily want to eat the cookies. I just want to bake the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was talking to, so we, I made butter tarts this weekend for a video mm-hmm. coming soon. Um, and it made me really want to try making butter tarts because I've never made butter tarts before. Mm-hmm. So it literally, I, I was asking because I've also don't eat a lot of butter tarts, even though I'm Canadian. Um, I was asking Hutch and I was like, So tell, did those butter tarts taste like butter tarts? And he's like, Yeah, for the most part. I was like, Okay, now I know what butter tarts are supposed to taste like. I'm going to try <laughs> making them.
0: That's awesome. I, after watching you make them, I could really go for a butter tart. And I don't even like butter tarts that much. Like, I like them, but they're, they, they're so sweet. It's hard to oh, eat yeah. them. So that's my only thing with them.
1: It's a once in a while treat
0: exactly exactly
1: in a very particular mood
0: <laughs> yeah and i mean there's so many other recipes from that cookbook like we were testing a cookbook there's so many more that i want to make from that and that just adds on top of my pinterest list i don't know how <laughs> how my family's going to keep up with eating all these things
1: um i'm also about to test after that we record this podcast i was caramelizing onions today first of all it made a caramelized onion grilled cheese for dinner so oh. good oh man so delicious and even so I cooked the grilled cheese in the pan that I had made the caramelized onions in so delicious um but I'm using the rest of the caramelized onions to make like a french onion dip oh Um, yeah so I want to try making that so maybe that'll be on the blog eventually too or in an ebook. who knows
0: amazing I would I want to eat that I want the grilled cheese and I want the dip now
1: yeah it, it, it's been a it's been a pretty good food day. it was it was very fun.
0: Well this was I've, I think that's all the experiments that I've done lately, except I will say that um, the jalapeno lime seasoning from bulk barn that I put on some roasted chickpeas. I don't know what that weird flavor at the end is, but I'm not into it. <laughs> that's all.
1: <laughs> I was so confused as to where this was going. <laughs> I've never tried it.
0: I thought it was going to be so good. And because I really miss the jalapeno and lime like Tostito chips. So I was like, oh, yeah, this seasoning might be just like that. So I bought some and I was like, I'll put it on these chickpeas. And there's just something off in there. Huh. And I don't know what it is. And it's now I'm sad. Weird. Okay, well, I'm glad we have lots of ideas and lots to work on. This is very exciting.
1: Yeah, it's been an exciting week.
0: I think the only thing I got to work on is like documenting these things better, maybe.
1: Yeah, you got to get yourself a notebook and like just start writing things down, even especially ideas. Like I find that's the worst part is like when I come up with an idea and I'm I don't know why I don't write it down, but I don't. And then like two hours later, I'm like, oh, crap, what was that idea again? And it's gone forever.
0: Oh, I do that all the time. I'm like, I will definitely not forget this. It's super memorable. And then 10 (laughs) minutes later, like, wait, what was it?
1: Yeah, I'm also, like, I, I do it all the time, like, right before bed, and I don't know yeah. why I think I'll remember it through <laughs> sleep. Like, I don't know why I think my memory's that good, because right? it's
0: not. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm the same. <laughs> all right, well, that's going to be it for this episode. If you want to check out any of our experiments, maybe they'll pop up on our Instagram, maybe they'll pop up on our blog, or on our YouTube channel. We are 2 Girls on all of those, and 2 com for the recipes uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future recipes. And again, what? Did I just say future recipes on the podcast?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. I did not notice until you brought it up.
0: I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Uh, anyways, what else? Oh, yeah. If you have ideas for recipes that you want us to try, any experiments, send us a DM or a message on the socials and we will try it
1: imagine so it made a recipe podcast (laughs) is it literally just reading a recipe (laughs)
0: oh they're totally yes there is ones like that or they'll really yeah yep
1: interesting
0: anyways that's not what this podcast is but thanks for (laughs) listening anyways (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: okay bye bye